threw the counter off. Wait, I wanna, yeah, Go I want to make sure yeah. that Eric is not ready when we start this video. So this is the news channel where we decipher the headlines from the actual article because there might be a little bit of a mismatch. I bring in two articles. Eric brings in two articles. I don't know what he's going to talk about. And I don't know what he's uh, probably messed that one up. But I'll start talking about Miami. Miami. Yes. The housing market, which everyone has been talking about lately. The rates. We don't know what it's going to do. Should I buy? Should I sell? That's what we're going to talk about. The housing market is in a seller strike. It's so ruthless that seven of the nation's 100 largest Markle, Mark, Markles, seven of the nation's 200 largest markets are back to pre-pandemic inventory levels. So hmm. that means only seven are back to pre-pandemic levels in inventory. So I'm just going to go through a couple of numbers. The surge in so housing. So I'm assuming that's higher. So in other words, it's not back to. Yeah. So seven markets only are seven at pre-pandemic levels. Exactly, out of 200. So the pre-pandemic is obviously higher inventory. Exactly. Okay. Good, we got that clarification. clarification. Yes. <laughs> the housing market, the surge in the housing market, 2020 to 21 was substantial. And they actually said to reach, on average, the staggering numbers of pre-pandemic levels, you'd meet... 300% more homes to to reach the actual demand. 300% more mortgage debt payments only account for 3.9. This is very interesting, very important. What was one of the biggest things that was bringing down the market in 2006, 2007? Interest-only loans, 100% financing. So that accounted for double what their payments are right now. So. Mm -hmm. That was a big portion of someone's income. They couldn't afford it. They're an investor. They defaulted. Seven million people foreclosed. So it's a very different market. Everyone's saying it's going to crash. It's not because people were putting down at least 20% in New York City. And we talked about how many cash deals there are. So there's still a seller strike. This is very interesting. Out of the seven, five of them are in Texas that are back to pre-pandemic levels. So I would say that's a lot of developers, new homes that have come on the market by, you know, large developments or communities that flooded to Texas. Yeah. And, and uh, a lot more space. Yeah. So it'd be interesting why, you know, oh, what, 193 or nowhere near it. They don't want to sell. Well, they've got those record lower mortgage rates. And they don't know where they're going to move. Exactly. So though they have a lot of equity in their home, it'll be interesting how that plays out because seven out of 200 is very low. Uh, so. I have a good question for you. Okay, fire away. How long do you think the low inventory environment will last? That is a very good question. What would you say the answer is? Long time. I think it's many years out. I think it would have to, there would have to be some sort of economic crash or... That's not know. happening. I don't know what it is. But. Yeah. But that would, yeah. There has to be a reason for people to want to sell. Yeah. And give up that record lower mortgage rate. Keep in mind, though, if they are anticipating that interest rates are going to come down in the future, like many people will, you know, that doesn't mean that they, you know, couldn't sell and finally have that shift. So yeah. I guess it's really dependent on the mortgage rate, right? 
Moving on to article to who. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Summer doldrums hit NYC's new development sales. Activity so far in 2023 does remain above the pre-pandemic pricing or pre-pandemic average, uh, but in, uh, in, in fact, 24% more apartments have sold this year than in the pre-pandemic average. Wow. Yeah. Pretty surprising, right? I don't know how that makes sense. Some 24% more apartments have sold so far this year than a pre-pandemic average. I would love to the know the numbers. pre-pandemic average was pretty low. Pre-pandemic average was like 12,000 apartments a year, and we're like at like 10,000 apartments. Hmm. That's so a good question. Well, you're going to have to dig into this article. I will. Who, who wrote it? Wall Street uh, Journal? Real deal. Real deal. Okay. And well, they know their stuff, so. That's where I'm probably uh, they were saying <laughs> that uh, from uh, the number of condo sales fell 22% last month in July. Now, is that year over year? I think so. Well, the real deal is the end-all, be-all on getting some really good numbers. So, though, I would love to dig into that. Uh, it would be very interesting because I think there's less selling. Well, for about two months, we were talking about how hot the new development market was. And, that and how high luxury, the number, the medium you know, price was going up as well. Yep, the luxury market was on fire for the last couple months. So, you know. I don't think it's anything to worry about. It was just that it uh, slowed down. Fair enough. It's the middle of the summer. People are out doing things. Well, mine talking about moving and doing things. This actually <laughs> coincides with the nation's largest markets, which I talked about on the first real estate news, is that out-of-state buyers have shown a lot of interest in the South in general. Hmm. So they called it the trifecta, which is Raleigh, Durham, and... What is the other North Carolina, Raleigh, Durham, and I'm forgetting it, but uh, a lot of people have moved down to Charlotte, maybe? Yeah. But Atlanta, on fire. So there's a lot of people. I was actually in a discussion, and, and she was like, yeah, I just want to move to the South. And the South actually isn't Miami. So this is very interesting. Is Why? I think they just cut it off like anything below Tallahassee, which is in Florida, is not part of the South. They consider Tallahassee part of the North. Where's Tallahassee? It's the capital of Florida. Hello, Geography 101. <laughs> Anything south of Tallahassee is the south? Within this, yeah. Which, <laughs> That's yeah, what I, they, I was like, Florida, once you, I mean. Yeah, once you reach Florida, there's a huge buffer to get to. There's like another three to four hours to get well, past St. Augustine. <laughs> Just so we all know, Geography, North Carolina is a little north. Yeah, um, I know. It's really far to Tallahassee. Work. Yeah. But Floridians <laughs> say that they're not part of the South. Right. South Florida say that, at least. And anything along the East Coast. So going on. So Zillow's been tracking people that have been out of state seeking other areas. And they've been saying that a lot of people, it slowed a little bit, but they said the third largest number of residents that are looking are in that are out of state looking in North Carolina. So North Carolina is one of the most popular states that people are looking and they said that most of them are actually from the Northeast. They said Boston, Chicago, New York, and ironically enough is it will be interesting. People are still looking out of state. It slowed a little bit. What that means with elections. 
which is very interesting because huh. people are still looking out of state. It slowed a little bit. And this is the last thing I'll say with it is that people in Florida, they actually named Miami, are actually now looking towards southeast part of the coast because Miami's gotten so expensive. So they actually included that Miami is looking further north. Maybe it's too hot. I don't know. Maybe it's too expensive. But there has just been a whole shift on the demographics of where people are living, where their primary residence is, where their secondary residence is. It'll be very interesting. When so. you vote, do you vote where your primary is? Yeah. Or can you vote where your second home is? Uh, in today's day and age, you probably can vote, vote both. But uh, <laughs> no. no, it's your primary. It's well, wherever you, know, you pay your taxes. And on another note, the, the uh, interesting, that article that you brought up last week about uh, Miami uh, losing residents. Yeah. That was all over the news. And by the way, so that was... the leading... Uh, I was the leading authority. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that was from Miami-Dade. <laughs> Miami-Dade was coming out with this. Yeah. So they're talking it about their own news. It was interesting to read the comments on oh, that yeah. type of stuff. Uh, it's funny. The realtors are the ones who really have Miami's back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Airbnb's lawsuit to block NYC short-term rental law is dismissed. <laughs> so Airbnb tried to challenge New York City's rental laws that require hosts to register for an operating license. Wow. And it was thrown out by the state judge. Further, tightening restrictions on short-term rentals in the most populous U.S. metropolis. And the most tourists coming the city yeah imagine the boom and if, corrupt if, if <laughs> airbnb was allowed to be airbnb obviously they wouldn't be able to do it in condos and co-ops but they would be able to do it co in condos and co-ops yeah condos you'd be allowed to no because they have the board has minimum of 12 months on their lease oh yeah yeah they, so they would say no around. yes yes so the only one would be i own a multifamily apartment and I'm able to do, or a single family apartment, and then you can do whatever you want there because you own the building. Yeah. So Even in a kind of co-op, you won't I be able to do it. that is pretty tough. I also know people that are renting in rental buildings and are assigning their lease to someone else, and then they are doing Airbnb. So the person has like seven leases under a different name, and they're airbnb in it. Trust me. There's a lot of people that have workarounds. Well, I, that's exactly what they're trying to prevent. Yeah. So it's people like that who are, you know. I also say it's the hotel industry is the ones that. Of course. That's where I was headed with the corrupt. Yeah. Know, don't but is that corrupt wound now? wound up about that. How I is mean, that corrupt, though? The uh, city's losing probably millions of dollars. Sure. That the lobbyists that lobby the politicians who make this rule so that people will stay in hotels as opposed to short-term stays. And why is that? Because of the hotel tax. The hotel tax is 3.5% per night. And they said years ago that they were losing a million nights of, in New York City, a million, I think it was a million nights of, to Airbnb. That's how popular it was. And then NYPD got involved. Well, and, and now the city got involved. You can see that in other countries or other uh, cities. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. if I was going to go to San Francisco, I mean, you'd. Probably People are now complaining the, about the cleaning fee. Browse the Airbnb. Yeah, yeah the fees you know, on top of here's it. an interesting thought. It's the the offices, right? Nobody ever thought that the offices were gonna, you know, be like they are now. The office market is terrible. Nobody is thinking that with 
I guess, hotels. They thought that when Airbnb I first that. came around, yeah. but now, you know, it's really... Uh, I also thought that hotels balance. would never come back to the way it was. Well, also think about the idea, like, when I go to some place, I, I, I've booked some Airbnbs, but I still think of the hotel as more of a luxury route. Yeah. You know, they're going to get your... Amenities. Yep. The cleaning, the amenities, yep. the good locations, you know, don't have to worry about a thing. You can have yeah. room service. You know, there's a lot of perks to the hotels. So. To be honest, I used to be solely Airbnb, and then the fees went up, and then the pricing went up, and it's like, why do I stay in an Airbnb when I could just stay in a hotel? In fact, which is kind of counterintuitive to this, if I was going to go somewhere for a long time, then I would. You know, do an Airbnb. if I was going to do yeah. a, three, a month somewhere or yeah. two weeks, then I would start looking at Airbnbs more than you know, a hotel. And the last thing is, because I know we're dragging this out, but a lot of people are actually going to destinations like upstate New York or Lake Placid or Lake George and buying a house and someone else manages it and they're only Airbnb in it. Yeah. A place that it's a good ski resort in the winter, it's a good summer resort in the summer, and their taxes are nowhere near the city and they're making a lot of money. Yeah. Like that's a true well, that, business right that's there. That's because just like the hotels, you make your most money off of these short-term one-night stays. Yeah. You know, anyway. Well, those are the four articles today. I think that was a very good uh, subjective to the objective point of views. If you guys have any questions, leave it <laughs> below. What should, what should they do? Like and follow and share and tune in Comment. next week. Comment. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Whatever you'd like to do, we'll be back uh, next Wednesday and with four new news articles. Have a great week. Yeah, we'll send talk a to news you. article if you'd like us to. Yeah, yes. Did you already mention that? Send us the news article. Talk to you soon.